0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Wrestling Place Wesley Chapel. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at our gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. You know, when I was thinking about the new year, the new Sunday of the new year, what is the vision for our church? And of course, we have the same vision for the whole church. But for this particular year in our campus specifically, what do I would like, you know, what would we like to see happen within our body? And so this has been sort of brewing in my heart. I didn't tangibly write it down, but I've been meditating on it and thinking about it. And so we had this privilege where Rachel was, You know, she's been away, she's one of our social pastors away for a time and like we really wanted to be blessed with her presence and have her give her give us the word and then she got sick and so like you know this has been in my heart I didn't actually tangibly put it down on paper so you guys usually see me with paper it's I have the notes (laughs) and so it's always going to be interesting to see what I'm going to say because I don't know what I'm going to say but I believe it's the Lord's heart. And I'm going to just submit humbly to say, Lord, speak your word to your people, because these are not just my desire for you, but I believe it's God's Lord's calling for our church. Okay? And that vision is to empower the empowered. I shared it in the huddle. But the church is to empower the empowered people, you. You are empowered. But many church members fail to recognize what they're empowered to do, what they're empowered in, what they have been given gifts. You know, I look at my kids, and, you know, it's very easy for the parent to recognize the gifts and the talents and their potential right the resources of the environment the resources of their school and, and and the opportunity and and of course what they're capable of the intelligence the the talents and you we give them opportunity to explore so that they walk into their destiny their full potential to live out the full life that they are like they can do it it's so that we narrow the path so that they do not steer too far off and do some Stupid, crazy things that we might have had to experiment with, right? You know what I'm talking about. We all have steered or made some mistakes or had some regrets and say, oh, I wish I had just listened to my mom. My life would have been so much you know, easier. And we try to provide that for our kids so that they can live the full life. In the same way, God has designed a life for all of us, a destiny, a purpose, He has designed every one of you and gifted you, has empowered you already to do wonderful things for his glory. What does that look like for you? Have you ever asked that? I don't know if, I think some of you guys have. I think some of you guys know it or are walking into it in the beginning of it. But some of you have shied behind maybe the insecurities or fears. And I want us to just explore that, you know, today. To explore what does the scripture say? What is the Lord's promise? And how can we feel encouraged and to be empowered to do his will? Amen. Pastor Jessica prayed a powerful prayer, but I'm gonna pray in my humility <laughs> so we enjoy with me. Oh heavenly Father, I thank you for such a privilege to always to speak as pastor and shepherd and teacher for your people. It is truly an honor and a privilege. And I recognize and I humble myself before you and to say, Lord, allow your words to dominate my thoughts and my heart. And you speak prophetically to your people. We ask for your blessing over the speaker, Lord, for the sake of the congregation (laughs) in this time that no word would be wasted, that your will be done here and now on earth as it is in heaven and let your people respond in jesus name amen all right ephesians four eleven, and you guys are very familiar with this in regards to our church because we talk about the fivefold ministry it says ephesians four eleven says and he gave uh, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and of knowledge of the Son of, of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Don't for, Yeah, leave out that last word. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> when you're in the rush and you're making these slides very last minute show some grace it's alright but leave that text because God has equipped the prophets the evangelists the pastors the shepherds to equip the saints for the glory to, for building up the body of Christ to equip and to build up you guys up, to see you guys attain the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. It is not for the pastors and the leaders to have all these gifts and to hoard it. We are called to empower you to walk in your identity so that you walk in the faith and the full unity of, of the Spirit. You guys understand that? There is a responsibility and response of the people and of the gifts. I know I shared this before, but like, you know, the Spider-Man, Uncle Ben, is it Uncle Ben? It's been so long. Yeah, with great power comes great responsibility. And that's what changed the original (laughs) Spider-Man in his response to his great power. With great power comes great responsibility. God did not empower you with his Holy Spirit, with his knowledge, with his gifts, all that you have in your access for you to hoard it, but has given it to you with a responsibility to build up the church. And it is the responsibility of the pastors and the leaders and the evangelists to teach you, to help you walk through that, to, for you to experience it so that you yourself become the leaders. There is a growing process to discipleship. And it's not for us to receive it and go, oh, that makes me feel so good. And it stops there. I think the culture has shifted where, you know, back in the day, information was very sacred and um, expensive. You know, you read the news on print you read books and those who did not get it didn't get it Uh, but now with the access to the internet and social media and the access to information like heck youtube university you have you can learn just about anything i'm just making that up as a youtube university but you can learn any skills knowledge at your will to those who want but is it just about building yourself or about others? 1 Corinthians twelve four through 7, it says, Now there are varieties of gifts in the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. I want you to recognize that there are diversity in our church, diversity in the body, diversity in our culture. And that's a beautiful thing. I've said that many times. I love diversity. I love that there are Asians, blacks and whites and yellows and reds and every other color. Hey, this is a redefining of the rainbow, Uh, you know, in a righteous way, okay? That diversity is beautiful. I love that, like, there are... Not necessarily multi-ethnic, but multi-cultural and multi-everything, even in this small gathering. Because it's a reflection of God's creativity and beauty. And we reflect heaven when that time when all nations and every knee will bow, worship the one true God. And it's the commonality of the worshiping the one true God. But he has made us diverse for a reason, not for us to be all the same. And in that diversity, he has empowered you differently than others. I want to look at, like, there's so much talent in this room. I'm right? just, like, looking for opportunities for illustrations. And, like, she's just good at everything. <laughs> so I'm, like, <laughs> I want to look at Nika, and she's, like, she's good at everything, too. But um, there are things that I know I'm good at, but there are things that I'm weak at. Attention to details, I will confess. You know, it's hard to tell, talk about weakness of other people because I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I can talk about my own weakness. I know there are a lot of things that God has given me that I'm empowered to do. Attention to details, administrative thing that stresses me out, really. I need help for those things. And if it wasn't for, let's say, my wife and or helpers who offset my weaknesses i would stand at a very low level in my work performance so i can hire people where god sends people along my path to join hands especially in regards to ministry in the areas that i cannot and that's a beautiful thing about teamwork that's a beautiful thing about uh the body of christ and if you look at uh, corinthians 12 and you know that very well about He talks about the regarding the many spiritual gifts or spiritual things, and he talks about the body with many members. You can't say to the hand, I don't need you. You guys know about that, right? The eye has a purpose. Yeah, it's not the same as the foot. But they all have a different purpose, different design, different purpose, different functions, but we all belong to the one body. And within that one body, with Christ being the head, he empowers us to serve his purpose not just your hand or foot functions but what does it look like when we are all joined together what does it look like when god empowers you to fulfill your call within his body in first thessalonians 5 11, it says therefore encourage one another and build one another up Just as you are doing. I want you to recognize that it's just as you are doing. You are already doing what's natural to you. Just recognize that. I'm not trying to pull you out to do something that, like, you're not already doing. Or that is not you. Like, I I just shared about my weakness of, like, administrative things. God's not calling me. He's like, oh, you better straighten up and get your act together and be better at administrative things. Okay? That's your weakness. Get rid of it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what you have been empowered, what you have been gifted. It is to build one another up just as you have been doing, just as who you are, just as what's natural for you. And it's about encouraging one another. It's about building the others, serving Galatians 5.13 says, for you, were not, you, for you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love service, but through love serve one another. You, you know, especially within the New Covenant Church, we talk about this freedom that we have, including our mission statement, like lost found, found free, and we do found free well in the resting place, and for peace to reign. Within that, and so anything like when the church says, you gotta do this, we sound like um, action, correction, things. It sounds legalistic, do's don't, that sounds like the law. What we're saying is within the freedom that you already have, use it for the glory of God. Now, I don't want you to misinterpret that to say, oh, I got to work. I- I'm like, there's a balance of intentions here. I want to be really clear of how I explain this, and you guys probably already know what I'm talking about. I'm not, there's nothing you can do to add to your salvation. So there's no work that would add to how much God loves you or how much you can add to your salvation. That's not it at all. But just as Paul wrote, for you were called to freedom. That freedom is that you have a choice. Do not use your freedom only for opportunity for the flesh. That is your own selfish desires. That is only self-edification. Talking about within freedom, use it through love, serve one another. Do you guys know that love is about the other, not about yourself? If you love yourself, is that narcissism? Is that the popular word of today, right? But true love is you love others. True love gives on to others, serve others. You deny yourself for the sake of love. In true love, it's about you want to raise up you. For the sake of love, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Did he want to do that? Heck no. He says, Lord, if you're willing, let this cut ca- pass. But he was willing to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. True love is to deny yourself your own flesh and so for the sake of the one that you love. Parents, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh. We swallow our pride. We swallow our energy, whatever, for the sake of our children to live out the fullness of their, the full potential that they are, are born into. We give unto ourselves for them. Love. In freedom. And so the call of whatever that has been given, what I'm saying is that it is by love. Not for legalism, not because your pastor told you, but because it's in your heart and what the Holy Spirit is moving in you. As you know Jesus and you know his love and you are responding to that love, love one another in service. In Acts 2.42, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. And the Lord added to their numbers day by day those who were being saved. Now, that, you guys... You guys should read Book of Acts over and over. That is the definition of church, the early church, what the Lord has done, and how he took the mission of the gospel to the the nations, right? And then some came by trials and difficulties and persecutions, and things that the modern church doesn't want to talk about. But I want you to recognize in the early church, the Holy Spirit came. The birth of the church was just manifested almost overnight at the day of the pentecost the holy spirit came like a wind tongues of fire laid on each individual people and people began speaking tongues. there were signs and wonders there were things signs of god the manifestation of god's presence in the lives of the believers and they did just whatever that was natural in them they didn't know what that was but they were acting in nature of the holy spirit and what happened there were signs wonders and then there was growth in the numbers of the church. The Lord added to them daily those who were being saved. Daily people gather together. When people love one another, you don't need to have an invitation. People just walk over and say, "Hey, let's grab coffee or actually, forget coffee. People used to just stop over each other's houses without appointment. That's how life used to be. Now it's like we're so busy. It's like we have to schedule appointments just to meet somebody. We don't want to intrude because that's such a Western culture of our space. But when you love somebody, it's like you just want to come and hang out. Like Dean has been working with Ethan for basketball, and which is great, because he's talented and gifted in that. He wants to empower the, the next generation in Ethan. Like, hey, you're coming over. Let's have dinner. It's like one of those spontaneous things, and it was so good. We laughed. It's great to hear him laugh. Anyways, Uh, (laughs) it's awesome to hear each other laugh and to spend time. And we do that, the early church did that daily, and the Lord brought the people because of an organic relationship that happened, and the Lord added to the number in the church. There was a natural growth because of the relationship and love. When did the church ever stop being church where it became an organiz- so organizational that we have to make appointments? I mean, think about this. August, not August, January 20th date. I mean, we're trying to schedule a fellowship. And isn't that crazy? We're, like, trying to schedule a time that we can get together and, like, there's scheduled conflicts even within our church. Because the resting place and the ministries that we have, we want to empower you guys to go forth, serve. Because you got to go to the Pancake Breakfast, guys, if you've never been got to go at least one time to serve you will be more blessed than you go and serving the girls they will bless you something about ministry we go to bless others and they out bless us that's pancake breakfast we don't want to rob any of you guys for the opportunity but come on really we had that schedule of the january 20th that's our lives it should be so organic that we, we should be getting together anyways Meaning, the church is trying to do something to meet the demands of this culture of the 21st century Western American church. We struggle because it's so organizational. But what I'm saying is, it's not the church, it's just you. You need to do that. You need to meet up with people and have the fellowship without the church telling you, schedule January 20th. You hear me? Forget the schedule conflict, you make it happen. It is out of the overflow of who you are. We don't know your schedule, we don't know your schedule conflicts and your demands. You go to the people, you set up the time in your house, make a small group. Hey, if our campus, we used to have a uh, small group. We got busy, We we went through different seasons. But we need to have a small group. I can't do everything for you guys. But some of you guys are small group leaders. You don't have to have a small group just because of the TRP members. Do you understand? Invite your neighbors. Invite your friends. Let them be part of your small group, who you are already meeting up for coffee, get-togethers. Invite them. Because my small group should look like your small group. Our small group should look very different from Zephyr Hills to Dade City to Tampa or wherever you live. Do you guys understand? We want to empower you to do what you are already doing. And I promise you, if you go out of your love, the Lord will add to the numbers. That's just a natural, organic process of what God has given you. I don't need you to ask for permission. I want to empower you to be who you are. You guys with me? But we recognize that some of us are not living up to the full potential Full calling or gifts that you know you have i don't know what that is i don't because i i don't know what your thinking is i don't know what your weakness is i don't want maybe even all your full strength i just know maybe professionally what you guys do i may know some of the gifts and talents because of you know visiting you guys or getting together what you have shared to me but there's far more to you than meets the eye right there are times that we don't even know what we're gifted in. Years ago when the Lord first called me, and before he confirmed his call to ministry for me, he first gave me the impression that there was going to be a career change. And I fought with him because I really enjoyed what I was doing before. It was corporate work, whatever it was. But I enjoyed it. It was fun. right? And I, we like what we like. And I said, but Lord, but this is all I know. Like, straight out of college, that was my track that I was in. And the Lord said, Son, you don't even know the gifts that I've given you. And I was like, Really? <laughs> I was like 31 years old at that time. And I thought I knew myself, but. The Lord said, you don't even know yourself. You don't even know the gifts that I've given you. And within the next several six months after that uh, word, when he spoke to me, he positioned me in different opportunities, ministry, outreach, missions, and all these things. And I was doing things I've never done, a lot of first time. And I realized, oh, my gosh, I can do this. Wow, I'm good at that. Oh, I didn't know it was in me. I didn't know because I never tried. There are a lot of things you don't know about yourself or what you're capable of until you try. You know, our sister Debbie, like, she got into painting not long ago. But if you've seen her work, it's amazing. Like, a veteran. Like, we purchased her stuff. Like, oh my gosh! From the lighting to the textures, like, everything I love about art, it was in her pieces. And then she said, at that time, it was like a year at that moment. She was painting a year, and I saw that, and I thought it was like a masterpiece. You guys understand? That was always in her. She didn't know it until recently. And if you ever see her work, you would know what I'm talking about. It moves my heart. As many people have agreed and purchased but this is not about art or talents. I'm talking about what's in you, what God has given you that you don't know, that you're not even exploring because you're afraid to try. You guys understand? I don't know what, whether it's fear or opportunity. I don't know why you didn't do what you haven't done. Maybe insecurity. But I want you to know there are something in you that you don't know. Until you position yourself, or God tells you, or you wrestle with God, what is that, Lord? You won't know. You don't know what you don't know, right? So Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So for anybody who fears, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Ephesians, well, by the way, that verse is on Stephen Curry's shoes, right? That's his shoes. Come on, man. He can make more th- three-point shots than anyone else. All right, he believes it. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. I may or may not have all the verses, but because, anyways, long story. I'm glad it's up there. She's doing great. <laughs> 2 Timothy seven. for God gave us spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. There are a lot more verses that says the Lord has empowered you. The Lord has gifted you. The Lord is with you. The Lord can show when you are weak, he is strong. There are so many more verses that gives you promises. You do not need to hide behind your insecurities or fears. We all go through strife, struggles, disappointments you know what, what's the uh oh gosh uh, again this is i haven't written this down so if i stumble on a thought we look at michael jordan he didn't make his high school team but he worked so hard to be the best to be the goat of basketball history we look at who's the author of uh, harry potter yes you heard of her story like She was rejected, and she didn't think she could write, and she didn't write until much later. She had just experiences of failure in her life, but then through that difficulty in her life, she wrote the books and became the bestsellers that it has. There are so many people through their difficulties and the disappointments, when they hit the rock bottom, they did things that they never tried before. Or overcome and persevere. There are people who say, that didn't work, so I would never try. And they allow their experience to dictate their faith of what they believe in about themselves. Then there are people who get rejected and say, that is not true. That's not who I am. That rejection, that despair, that disappointment is not who I am. That doesn't stop there because my Destiny is far beyond that one rejection, that one disappointment, that one hurt. You persevere. You go on. If the Lord has called you, you persevere. You go on. If the Lord has called you and empowered you, you try, do the things. The church has called you to empower you because you are already empowered by the Holy Spirit. There is nothing that we should not be able to overcome. This past few weeks, I've been going through... um, other few trials in my mind, and I was a little anxious. I was wrestling with a lot of things. And I started thinking about faith. See, it's easy to say we believe God and his favor and blessings when things are good. But when things are tough, that's when we test our faith. Is when things are tough and we're anxious, and when we're fearful, where is that coming from? Is that from the truth of God, of who he is, what he has called me to, to live out? Or is the circumstances dictating what I believe? You guys understand? There's a big difference between what God says, what the Bible says about me, as opposed to what the circumstances and the people around me say I am. Faith it's to say, I align with God and what his words and his promises, more so than my circumstances that's immediate what I see. The flesh sees, but the faith agrees with God. Oh, I struggled. Don't get me wrong. Allow me a pastor, a teacher, but also a son who struggles. From the spiritual to the flesh, and within that struggle, I ask, what do I really believe? Am I just preaching junk to you guys that I don't believe? Or do I really believe in this stuff? And I really believe in this stuff. I wrestle with it, and I can tell you in confidence, I really believe in this stuff. And so the emotions I dealt with, oh, by the way, there's a great book, Victorious Emotions, that kind of outlines that in a very tangible way. How we feel to what we believe is there's alignment. And so when you guys go through the roller coasters of your emotions, sometimes you're joyful, sometimes you are in despair. Sometimes we rejoice and thankful, sometimes we're like, this sucks. Can you see who God is down in the valleys? Because He doesn't change, even though our emotions go up and down. I share all that. God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. God has given you what you need beyond your understanding or knowledge. Where are we in time? Okay. So that's the thing with uh, not preparing every word. I have no idea how long this could be. So, but I'm also a time Nazi, so I'm going to honor your time. (laughs) All right. And this is the thing. I have so much notes. (laughs) My question is in Acts 1 eight. This is But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. One of last words of Jesus to his people. He says Do not leave Jerusalem, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will not begin your ministry until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will not do the things that I'm calling you to do until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Do not leave the city until the Holy Spirit comes. When your Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power and you will be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, where you are, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That is the wherever you are going, as you are going. And not everybody's called to Jerusalem. Not everybody's called to Samaria or Judea. You guys understand that? Some of you guys are called to to the ends of the earth. I don't know. But we all have different destinies and different gifts. But we all receive the Holy Spirit when we believe and accept that Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we have received the power. We have been empowered. But are we walking in the fullness of the destiny of where God calls us. or we, have we been passive recipients of this information? It's like, oh, it feels good. And we go out into the world and nothing's changed. We don't do the invite. We don't proclaim the gospel. We don't do any of these things. Why? Are we not empowered? What is it that you believe, church? If you are, believe, if you believe that you are empowered, if you believe that the power is in you and the Holy Spirit is in you, don't wait for my permission to proclaim the gospel to your neighbors or your friends. Don't wait for me to invite your friends to your uh, dining table for coffee or whatever it may be. Don't wait for me to go to the streets and evangelize if that's in your heart. It's good that you come and ask, like, so we can strategize together or help you. But I want to empower you to be who you are. The church, the responsibility of the resting place is not for us to be resting we rest in the stillness of what god's shalom is but it's not about the laziness of you just rest like oh i'm on vacation forever and ever we are to go actually the commandment is not to go the commandment is to make disciples you guys understand that and what does a disciple do disciples of jesus were learners they were followers and then there were apostles. They planted. They went forth. Come on. If you've watched Chosen, there is some. Di- I'm not saying it was an accurate portrayal. But, man, there's some diversity within the disciples of, with their background, culture, situations. But they learned. They listened to Jesus. And they were willing to do what they were uncomfortable to do. My question to you is, are you Willing to get out of your comfort zone to be who you are. The call of the church, the vision for 2024. I, I would will, I will say 2023 was not that good for me. <laughs> there were some moments, praise God. There were many great moments, but there were moments that I was like, oh, like I got punched in the stomach. There were some disappointments and hurts. Um, there are so many things, but I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on the goodness of God and His call in our life. And we we'll persevere because my identity is not on situations or the number in our calendars. It is about what God has called me, called us to be as as a church. I love within our small numbers, you are nearly 100% serving or Involved in some ministry of the resting place. That across other churches in the United States. Who can say that? Like we're like, I'm trying to see if there's anybody who doesn't serve here. Really. That is an encouragement to who we are as a family. As a pastor, it's a privilege to lead such a people. Now I want to see you grow. I want to see you step up and to live your full identity of what God says you are. You guys with me? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Blessing Place Wesley Chapel. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at our gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.